Hello and welcome to the 46th episode of Inherited Will, a One Piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing each week's manga chapter and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And I'm Jordan. And joining us today is Zach, friend of the show and local hero, here to talk to us about the live action casting news. I can't be stopped. I have broken into the recording studio for the second time. Someday we'll fix that door. Yeah, it might happen. It was the same code. Oh, man. On the door. I thought I thought you'd never try the same code twice. It was yeah. one, 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 one. Okay, don't tell everyone. <laughs> At least I'm not telling them that the uh, the studio is at one, two, three, Maple. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Thomas, we got to talk about that. <laughs> I could have sworn that you were the one that was supposed to change the code, Jordan. But Okay, that's not what we're talking about. We're supposed <laughs> to talk about how nice and cool Zach is. <laughs> well... Maybe I'll feel that way when he stops breaking in. To be serious, thank you for having me on again. Very excited to uh, to do my thing. What an exciting time to be here, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yes. This new chapter is a bit of a doozy. I timed the Netflix release news so well. <laughs> yeah, Good no job. Uh, no comments this week on anything. Uh, before we get started, though... I'd like to ask you at home to leave a review or a like, etc., on whatever you like, depending on their platform. Share us around if you have One Piece-loving friends. We'd appreciate it. Uh, with all that introductory stuff out of the way, we'll be starting with Chapter 1043, doing the live-action discussion right smack dab in the middle, then later discussing Chapters 525 through 535. <laughs> Jumping on in here, starting with the cover page, where uh, they're there. They're on They're on Whole Cake Island now. <laughs> it's a lot of cake, yep. <laughs> yep. It's been That's a few it. weeks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's been a few weeks since uh, our main cast were on Whole Cake, but I see the uh, reconstruction of the main castle has not even begun. I mean, who who would you uh, give that task to? I mean, well, actually, there's plenty of bakers. I guess they could just be working yeah, overtime, huh? Literally, what they do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess their main construction man, Parasparrow, uh, the Candy Man, went with them to Wano, but they got cake people. I'm sure. I'm sure at least one person on Whole Cake has some sort of cake power. It, it is kind of weird, but I'm looking at this image now, and I'm. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking like, yeah, that's, that's devastation. Uh, like I'm seeing it from the Charlotte family's perspective. Like this is home and it was just run into. <laughs> the whole thing, big as it was, simply fell down. Simply fell down. I'm sure it's rough for them, but also they, they do seem to be kind of taking it in stride. Like they don't, they don't seem all that bothered. They have confidence. Persevering through the Without devastation that our boys have done without a doubt but uh as for the specifics of this cover are concerned uh they're there now that's pretty much all that's happening <laughs> yeah jumping on into the chapter proper special shout out to my man monkey d luffy for literally being dead <laughs> r.i.p <laughs> to him <laughs> it, it hurts yeah. he's just done yep. smooshed in a big way Look at that! Look at that CP0's face when he knows. Oh, he 
he knows he's done the wrong thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He knows his time is limited. He, he in trouble now. Yeah, and he just takes it in stride <laughs> on the following page, or I guess two pages from now when we have the double spread with mm. the announcements that Kaido has actually won. He's just resigned himself. He's like, all right, Kaido. <laughs> Nothing I can do. I did my duty. Do uh, what you got to do now. S- smoosh me. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. And what a smoosh it is. This this attack yes. that Kaido uses on him makes quite the impact. It's one of the biggest like impacts on the top of Onigashima we've seen so far. <laughs> R.I.P. Poor guy. Um. No, not R.I.P. <laughs> Just are. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose so. I have come to like this particular CP0 guy more as a character in the past chapters. But uh, as a person, still pretty bad. (laughs) Mm. I feel like the mask makes him more um, personable. Like if it was just some guy, like generic marine face number four. Who am I kidding? There's only one generic marine face. Um, (laughs) like it would be nothing if he was just like oh i'm glabagool you know mm-hmm. cp zero's top user of uh, iron body like whatever <laughs> that's nothing but the fact that we still have mystery around this guy and he's just kind of accepted his fate you know it tips his hat all right hit me with that big mace <laughs> do you guys think he's dead no i can't think of any reason for him to pop back up but we all know how it would be with his boys. So, still waiting yeah, for Nero. I mean, they were just they were built up so much, and I know this is Kaido, but like like you were saying, he's just started to grow on us, and I assume the rest of the fan base as well. So for him to to sort of reach this theoretical peak and then be completely gone would feel kind of weird. Um. But for all I know, the other CP members will kind of pick up the uh, the slack from there type deal. That's true. There is one still standing on Onidashima. Uh, do we know anything about this one? Uh, not really. This is the one that was still hanging out in the room receiving updates from the Marys. Kind of still seems to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, just kind of hanging out, doing what he do. And now that I'm... Now that I'm looking at them, they both tip their hat the same way. Just the opposite hands. I don't know. Mm, could there be anything to that? Or is it just they're both saying goodbye to each other, do you think? Oh. Oh, that'd be neat. I'd like that a lot. Yeah. The dude that's down below hears the bid crash, assumes what's happening. Tips. His I mean, he had to have heard the same order and known what was happening so that does check out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like knowing that he's going to go get hit by that mace is different than hearing the mace mm-hmm. true absolutely uh and kawamatsu's here and he's worried as all heck <laughs> <laughs> indeed uh fire still raging looking pretty terrible right in front of him there uh sucks <laughs> lots of people dying no good uh, especially for that person in the bottom left, that <laughs> the eyeballs bulging out of the head as uh, something's coming down on him. Yeah, Seems like a real bad time. The most spooked man <laughs> who's ever lived. 
understandably so, because surprise, Kaido's here. What could he want? <laughs> Indeed. He's just here to give some battle announcements, that's all. Uh, surprise, Luffy's dead. May as well surrender now. The basic sentiment. And they all did immediately. <laughs> Without a doubt. His boys, the hypest anybody's ever been. Uh, everyone else, pretty bummed out. Chopper in particular. <laughs> Taking it pretty hard. Now, I saw online someone pointing out that every time Kaido has, you know, quote-unquote, beaten Luffy, they've turned to Chopper for his perspective before any other Straw Hat. And in this chapter, we only ever see Chopper and Nami, with Chopper being, you know, a little, little bit of a crybaby about it. And he's getting <laughs> less and less confident that Luffy's just going to pull this out. Because the first time he was like, Luffy's not going to lose. Let me get back to making my medicine. And now, uh, now he's crying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's this has to be so rough for them. Like, this is not a situation that happens ever, and now it's happened multiple times in, like, a day? That's insane. Like, post-time yeah. skip, like, Doflamingo has given him challenge. Mm. But even that's nothing like this. Although, big props to Nami for having a real... Despite really not getting much in the way of uh, combat to do just this resolve that she has now stood up to big mom and uh kaido yeah no fear yeah. she just marches out from her hiding place and just goes ham was it big mom the first time or was it just ulti i believe it was just ulti the first time around still two people that can eat her for breakfast mm -hmm. yeah and there's like legitimate rage here in Nami, and we don't we don't see that very often from her. No, yeah, and Kaido even calls out, you know, at least one of you has some moxie. She is mm -hmm. the sole person here. It looks like, and he says it just before trying to kill her. <laughs> He's trying to one off her. She's earned a breath weapon just for her. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But not a Marco has anything to say about it. I guess he's finished up with his baboon business from a few chapters ago. Putting the important work aside to deal with the lesser threat of Kaido. Yeah, I was really hoping that we would get some explanation of what Marco was like interested in before he appeared next. But, uh, nope. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it'll come up at some point, but Kaido, baboon jokes aside, uh, clearly the pressing matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had he not yeah. stepped in there, Nami would have literally been dead. So. Oh, yeah. Well, and Marco, who is a notable beefy dude, uh, is telling her to, like, hold on. Like, it's it's not completely over, which is a kind of a powerful statement coming from him. Yeah. yeah. I guess out of the... The people that might be able to do something against Kaido that are on the island, he's probably in the best shape. That's not saying much. <laughs> no. <laughs> Comparative health is indeed not quite enough to stand up against our bit man here. Uh, Kaido, though, has some words. He's like, all right, plan's going on as I intended. Orochi sucks. Time to put down the island. Just set it down nice and gentle. 
Uh, yeah. He does say he's planning on landing it, so that's better than just flat out dropping it. <laughs> True. <laughs> Some people might survive. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm interested in the word he used in uh, in Japanese. Because land can do yeah, any velocity, yeah. really. <laughs> I yeah. suppose that's true. I've thought about that with a number of things in this chapter. The The text all feels very formal to me. Like there's, especially um, Momo. Mm -hmm. But yeah, always interested in the translation. Quite so. Now, one, one uh, thing to uh, note, uh, Kaido did not take Luffy's head. No. He said yeah. that's the one thing that he had to do to make this stick to make this despair stick and it looks like he didn't think it was worth or didn't think it was um i don't know fair maybe he didn't feel like he had like earned the right to like take his head after how the fight ended he's also still drunk i assume <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't show it here but he has been down at it like crazy who knows what his yeah. metabolism is like <laughs> that's true especially in dragon form yeah does the blood alcohol content stay the same when he <laughs> becomes larger it's a lot more blood. <laughs> we need answers one day one day i'll shake the man down himself and find out uh kaido here talking some smack against the people who are still there uh you guys are gonna fight against me and now i'm gonna kill you <laughs> but only after you've uh proven your worth to me as a slave so at least you get a little bit more time to live. Pretty dope. Yay. <laughs> uh, but first he has to deal with the Momonose Day situation. Uh, I mean, he could easily just go to him if he knew where he was. Right. I mean, Momonose is pretty big. He shouldn't be that hard to find. <laughs> That's but, what I'm saying. Like, Well, if he's behind There's the only island. two dragons here. <laughs> I suppose he could have turned back into his human form and been relatively smaller. And he doesn't know what adult human Momonosuke looks like. So he could be hiding if he wanted to be. It so happens that he's not, but in theory he could have been. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's a good thing that he's not. Um, I like to see that he's still kind of at least trying his best, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Has not yet abandoned plan A. Uh, before that, though, uh, some boys go after Law and Kid. They're still tuckered out but uh, they're not going to give up. So that a little bit of fight left in them, apparently. All has enough for one more move. Usually that's enough. <laughs> Without a doubt. And next chapter, he's going to have enough for one more move. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, well. These shonen characters always have just enough gas in the tank to do what they got to do. <laughs> that's just kind of how it works. Yeah. Well, this is also the most do or die that it can be. Yeah, like if you're not mm -hmm. getting the adrenaline rush now, you simply will not. That's true. And uh, I'd like to point out that John Bart doing something relatively notable, blocking an attack. <laughs> That's pretty good. Right up there with uh, No Name Kid Pirate number three. Yeah. And they're kind of blocking the opposite. The opposite. Yeah, I noticed kind of that. Fun. Yeah. They're all allies. Yeah, they're all pals now. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, unofficial allies. Very interested to see how the heart pirates and the kid pirates dynamic goes from here. For sure. Law and kid, like as far as their like outward 
relationship doesn't appear to have changed that much, but uh, I'm sure they've bonded through combat at least a little bit, whether or not they admit it. They still hate each other, but they love it. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, Necromamushi and uh, Carrot going back inside. That's fun. Maybe Carrot will do something. Uh, where's Wanda? Uh, around. Don't worry about Wanda. <laughs> okay, thanks. Wanda's with Denjiro. Yeah. Oh. Missing for the 30th chapter in a row, without a doubt. Of course. <laughs> Do we start putting out, like, uh, milk cartons with Denjiro's face on it? Like, have you seen this, man? <laughs> I think the time has come. He's, he's I, I think at this point, it's a cold case. The, the cops are just like, no. Look, man, your samurai's gone. <laughs> <laughs> They do an age-up photo of him, and it's just like, he has some stubble. <laughs> His pompadour has gotten only slightly longer. Yeah. <clears throat> Back outside, Momonosuke, Yamato, having a little heart-to-heart. Uh, Momonosuke, pretty much ready to give up now that Luffy's down, uh, in an effort to surrender to save more lives. Yamato, of the opinion that that's not actually going to do anything. That's also what Odin tried the first time around, pretty much. Didn't work out so well for Odin or Wano. So, uh, if it's over already, regardless, may as well go down fighting. Yeah, I mean, Yamato has been, like, steadily growing on me pretty much every time that we see him. But, like, this is really pushing forward for me for, like, yeah, I, I kind of want you on the crew now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was very strong for this uh, this chapter. I feel like I walked away with more love for Nami and Yamato. Both them specifically. I'm all for it. Yamato gets double points for uh, grabbing onto Momonosuke's whiskers, keep him in place. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Taking charge when no one else will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we'll see what comes of that when uh, they actually end up making a decision. Back inside, Kaido still murdering people left and right. No good for them. Uh, with the size of his blast, it's kind of hard to imagine he's able to distinguish between friend and foe when it comes to the body count. So that's fun for the Beast Pirates. Kaido's never struck me as the kind of guy who gives a, gives a damn one way or the other. No, you're right. But I uh, personally, I'm expecting Onigashima to just kind of like implode after a little bit. <laughs> There's been so much structural damage to this place. It's ridiculous. There's a big sword in it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. That poor island. Maybe it'll just crumble of its own accord uh, before they actually get to their destination. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, just drop those bombs. It'll be fine. Yeah, no big deal. Um, then... We get to the the, the big stuff. spread. <laughs> Indeed, the thing that was all over Twitter. No one could help themselves from posting spoilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw this yeah. last panel on like Tuesday on Twitter. Jordan Same. saw something. So disappointing, but mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> we're here, so <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's figure out what's going on. Let's get right to the bottom right now. You got it. Uh, we're back on the roof, etc., where Luffy's uh, corpse be head still attached. Pretty good for him. He's literally him. a pincushion there, by the <laughs> way. Like you can see the puncture wounds in this man. Mm-hmm. The light is out of his eyes. You got to give Kaido yep. that. Yep. 
Yeah, didn't uh, the first time he beat Luffy on the mainland, wasn't he complaining that he didn't like knock yeah, the light out of his he eyes? Didn't, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There was some kind of verbiage about the light in his eyes or the look in his eyes. One of the two. Either way, it was neither of that. Yeah, it is a way different look now. No Indeed. doubt about that. Fortunately for him, though, uh, Zunisha has some words pretty hype up about this whole Joy Boy situation. Elephant says, I hear the drums of liberation. For the first time in 800 years, he's here. Joy Boy has returned. And And then Luffy is revived. And Luffy is gooey. Yeah, he's melting upwards (laughs) from the looks Mm -hmm. of things. But also smoke is coming off of him, I think, maybe? Or is that just more goo? Steam, I'm thinking. Right? But he's smiling now. So I guess he's pleased <laughs> about this development. <laughs> oh my. What in all the heck is going on here, boys? <laughs> so we, we still don't really know what the significance of Joy Boy is. And uh, we know that it can revive people, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we don't have hard confirmation that Luffy was actually dead. It does seem that way. Yeah. But he could have survive that blow it's one piece people survive things they oughtn't you know people do come back from their hearts having stopped it it can be done Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. regardless going from being flat on the ground full of holes to smiling gooping and steaming there's (laughs) got to be some outside force here right indeed i'm gonna hold off on hard judgments until the following chapter, whenever we get back to this, uh, happens. But uh, I got some concerns <laughs> regarding the implications of this. I agree. I've watched uh, the <laughs> finest Chonin manga of my generation uh, fall victim to the uh, the Chosen One trap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I I worry that I mean yeah I've got I've got a lot of trust in Oda, but he is he's pulling a roller coaster here. You know there's there's a feeling of doom. Indeed. The chosen one trope. It's just that it's trope. It's tropey. It's a cliche. And more than that, it kind of goes against the primary theme of both one piece and Luffy's character. Exactly. Of freedom. Right. So I find it very hard to believe that Oda would just toss that out the window <laughs> yeah. in the interest of making him like the reincarnation of Joy Boy or It's like I recognize I recognize that I am in a seat on a on the roller coaster car on tracks but I'm still at the top of that hill and it's looking real rough. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Been seeing the the writing on the wall in regards to this particular issue for some time now. Yes. Yeah. I've been right there with you. Now, it could... I mean, we don't know yet if it's like a reincarnation thing or what that is going on. It could just be that by coincidence, I guess, maybe Luffy just has the same power as Joy Boy did back in the day. And now he's awakening and giving off the same vibe or whatever. And that's what's causing Zunisha to make this comparison. I don't really love that idea either because uh, that puts too much of a physical connection between Luffy and Joy Boy for my liking. But that is certainly better than the alternative. (laughs) So I've heard the theory that the devil fruits kind of take a bit of you 
when you die and you know you, you kind of live on in the fruit you kind of become the devil that lives in the fruit that we've heard about in the past or at least part That's of fun. it yeah like an aspect of it so that would be kind of a a way to quote unquote reincarnate in a system without yeah. quite so much just explicit magic going on <laughs> yeah but then if if that were the case then like how would the whole um the flashback of kaido being like or whatever kaido saying that he couldn't become joy boy or someone couldn't become joy boy i don't remember what it was exactly but how would that yeah you couldn't be joy boy fit in yeah if the way to become joy boy is just by coincidence eating the same fruit he had why would kaido who in theory knows a little bit more than most because of his connection to uh king and the uh, lunarian people why would he think that he had a shot can we just take a second to appreciate that uh oda has us all very excited to learn what and you know repeatedly saying the word joy boy <laughs> we've we've been saying joy boy for how long now and god we sound like like damned fools we do it doesn't exactly bring joy to me either <laughs> and on that note uh have you guys heard the uh the monkey king devil fruit theory uh no no please tell me uh it essentially goes that uh luffy didn't eat the gum gum fruit because he's had people say like oh rubber shouldn't be able to do that as if people don't recognize that they're in a shonen manga ridiculous uh, <laughs> so the idea is that he must have eaten the monkey king fruit and i personally will feel like a dumb asshole if i love the series <laughs> where a character named monkey d luffy <laughs> Ate the who becomes king the king of the pirates <laughs> and the king of the monkeys yeah. i just i will i will need to take a second to reflect i've heard i'm with you on that one <laughs> agreed in a big way i've heard like the sentiment that the fruit that uh the gorose were talking about that had a different name or whatever could be luffy's but i don't see how becoming the monkey king gives you the properties of rubber. And I certainly can't think of any other way that pretty much any other type of fruit makes you immune to electricity. Like that's the real... Seen. That's Because yeah. you could... You know, the Monkey King had this, uh, the, his pole, his um, mm -hmm. like diamond mm -hmm. staff that could oh. change shape. Yes. Uh, and that, you know, could be, you know, an analogous to rubber. But yeah, the uh, immunity to electricity, it's got to be rubber. Yeah, and if it was just stretching, I'd be more inclined to, like, buy into that. But the fact that the man right. blows up like a balloon is a bit <laughs> out of the way of that. I just really want to believe that it is rubber, because that is such a low-key power. It's, yeah, it's right. aspirational is what it is. In the hands of anybody else, that'd be a terrible ability to have. But Luffy makes it work. Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of the reason we love this guy. But... We, I mean, we see from the flashback, uh, you know, the Sabo introduction flashback, that uh, it's bad at first. Mm -hmm. He's throwing mm -hmm. punches like oh, limp yeah. noodles, and it's only through dedication that he's able to shoot a, you know, to to throw a punch like a pistol, like he says. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So if if that goes away, I I don't know if I'll be able to properly express my disappointment. <laughs> exactly. But even if he is still rubber, right? 
and let's assume that he's not like literally becoming Joy Boy. Uh, what on earth is physically happening to him in this panel? Why is he melting? I mean, if if he is awakening, then it could just be the ground around him turning into rubber, right? Yeah, That's I guess true. I'd assume that was his hair. I did too. That's Oh, I did not assume that was his hair, but that does make sense. <laughs> but it does you see behind the the doom sound effect. It seems like the melty bit is going like beyond where his hair ought to be as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. So maybe it could be the ground that is just blocking our view of the hair. That could be. Hmm. I tend to fall back on awakening as like the possibility for a lot of things because we don't know much about it. So it's, it is possible. Um, and like the, the round edges of it, the goopiness of it makes me think of rubber. Like it maybe melted rubber. Sure. But, um, (laughs) I mean, we just, we don't know enough about awakenings to, to, go on that alone i guess remember that one time that oda said oh yeah uh, you'll be meeting vegapunk pretty soon and he'll explain devil fruits <laughs> how how Wasn't young were like we 20 years ago that was uh, yeah. i think 28 <laughs> years ago yeah something like that <laughs> oh boy one day one day we'll see more of that man than just like a hand and a glove i'm so jazzed for that he's right up there top three mysteries for me what, there's no way what is he doesn't book? look silly right <laughs> oh he's got to be a goofball <laughs> yeah i don't even like i can't picture him there's there's so many ways to go goofy <laughs> yeah indeed uh any closing remarks on this business or any other current one piece topics anyone wanted to dive into uh, i just wanted to say congratulations nami gang <laughs> Yeah, we're eating good today. <laughs> uh, I actually had one other thing, now that I bring it up for myself. Uh, I just remember that I saw something on Twitter earlier today from um, uh, Sandman, a man who on Twitter who translates. Mm-hmm. Um, he pointed out that the sound effect here, used in the top panel of the last page, uh, you see Zunisha kind of in the background, the doom dut da da Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently that is the same little tune as was used on that same page uh, where it's got like Luffy silhouetted kind of looking like Nika and they're all dancing around that fire oh it's yeah, that same sound effect drums of liberation that sounds about right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it seems like we're not quite escaped from the Nika of it all either yeah, there's like eight things that Luffy <laughs> has been promoted into being Nika, Joy Boy, <laughs> Monkey King, <laughs> yep. yeah, Sun God, who oh boy, maybe he's also literally the ancient weapon Uranus. Could be. I saw the spoilers, and I, I think the spoilers had come out just before, just after the live action cast announcement. I was like, oh man, I gotta get on this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was certainly a juicy one. There's a lot of power to it. Just to just to step back, uh, the battle on the roof of the Skull Dome. Winner, Kaido, King of the Beasts. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the narrator himself <laughs> declaring Kaido to have won. Yeah, that's that's three. I mean, yeah, yeah. Even if Luffy is alive, there's no doubt that 
Kaido won this. Indeed. He might not think so, but regardless of that. Sure. I'm of the personal opinion that even had the CP0 guy not stopped Luffy's attack, I'm pretty convinced that Kaido would have tanked that too and just continued to do what he was doing. Kaido's still got time to go before his, his gas runs out, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone said that he was wounded, but like, not very much. <laughs> yeah. He's more than content to go back downstairs and just keep firing off as many blast breaths as he needs to. He's back at mm-hmm. it again. Do we think Zunisha's actually going to like do something here? <laughs> um, Let's see. Is... Zunisha is approaching the mainland, kind of, sort of. Kind of. But doesn't appear to be tall enough to actually get on the island. I did Just... see some people drawing ridiculous little ideas of how Zunisha could like step up and over <laughs> into it. Um, which was kind of delightful to, to look at. I'm all for it. <laughs> it can be swum that way. Yeah. Um, you know what? Um, it was a couple, I think a couple weeks ago, you guys were talking about the lantern scene. Mm. The releasing on the lanterns. And you were saying like, yo, we hope there's something more to this. I yeah. just want to say, because it just occurred to me. Uh, I think what that's setting up for is a moment where the, the civilians of Wano are looking up at the sky, you know, looking at their hopes flying up into the air and then suddenly there's a big demon face maybe the lanterns collide with the demon face and fall and burn oh man you're probably right because that would be really good (laughs) yeah oh boy they're definitely gonna look up like that is a great point yeah for sure we don't know how far away momonosuke has been able to pull back the island but now that kaido is like less focused on the side with luffy it's just it's, I would imagine at this point there's got to be a big moment of oh there that's an island coming down on us they can't just be oh you know one page oh hey look at that and I just think it'd be he Oda could do a hell of a job with a two page spread lanterns colliding with the island with with Odingashima just flickering one little tiny fireball and then it's out and that's that's a wish gone yeah <laughs> oh. oh that would that would strike true like horror vibes symbolism yeah our poor citizens oh they don't know what's coming Mm -hmm. uh but any other final remarks on current events theories concerns joys joy boys no nothing all right that takes us into uh, Zat's live action variety hour. Yeah, Jordan, do I have a cool like audio bumper for that? You'll put it in post. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you give me your personal little uh, eye catcher, and I'll throw it right I'm, in. I'm sure you'll come up with something. Oh, uh, you know what? One of Robin's. There we go. Oh, hey, yeah. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. That was an easy one. So we got uh, we got six new cast members, and one of them suggests something pretty interesting about the structure of the season one. So we've got an actor for Kobe, actress for Alvida, actor for Helmeppo, 
actor for Buggy, actor for Arlong, and most interestingly, uh, ah, there's an argument for another character, uh, Garp. Which tells me that we are not waiting to see Garp until, you know, Annie's lobby. We are probably going to be getting, at least in some version, or at least, at least in some capacity, the cover mini-arc of Kobe and Helmeppo training to be Marines. That would be crazy to me if they managed to squeeze that in addition to all of East Blue into like eight, ten episodes. Yeah, I mean, you, f- you figure it's only going to be a little bit per episode. Yeah, I mean, I could see them doing it tastefully. Yeah. I mean, it can be done, but that's getting a little bit crazy with Yeah, they're getting a little packed. <laughs> I agree. Maybe they, like, squeeze him in to, like, episode one, where they're, like, expanding on what they show of Luffy's bat story at the beginning. Also possible, I, you know, because I saw that script that I really, I hope and believe was, at least at one point, a draft for episode one, where a lot of time is spent at Roger's execution. Uh And having Garp there would makes sense do we have confirmation this is just me thinking out loud but has it been confirmed in the main series that garp is there i don't think so oh you know what there was um oh let's go back to chapter zero is that what it was called <laughs> the strong world yeah. thing <laughs> hmm. i'm looking this up garp at roger's execution Roger turned himself in. He wasn't captured. I doubt Garp was present at the execution because Roger told him to look after his son who wasn't born. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's really no um, confirm or deny here. I guess he could have been busy. <laughs> but otherwise, I would find it hard to believe that he just kind of wouldn't have wanted to yeah, show like, up. Yeah, make time for your rival there. Yeah. yeah. But, like, why, why would they release... Why would they even cast this man... If it wasn't like going to be a big part of season one, you know what I mean? At the very least, I wouldn't think him to be in like the second big batch exactly. of cast announcements. Yeah. You would think like a Shanks would be like more important to show off early than Garp, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I love Garp and this looks like a, a grizzled, attractive man that works for me. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I didn't give but... any names. Uh, this is Vincent Regan. Reagan. It's certainly one of those two. <laughs> uh, he's done a lot of a lot of TV acting, uh, but he is in a movie that is very dear to my heart, uh, Troy. As oh, uh huh. He wasn't anyone like super important, but. Still, th- this man has clearly a lot of uh, a lot of credits to his name. A lot going on here. So, oh, he was in uh, Three Hundred as a captain, like an unnamed captain, and okay. also in Clash of the Titans. So, this man has done everything about ancient Greece that's come out in the last uh, <laughs> twenty years. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think this will be an exciting role for him. Yeah, like, 
definitely gets to branch out a little bit, have more fun than just being like, you know, generic soldier number 83. Oh yeah, because if Garp isn't laughing, it's it's not a good time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm sure uh, Mr. Regan here will have a great time wearing Garp's dog oh, hood. My God, I hope if he that, doesn't, I he hope can give it to me. Hood. I'll gladly wear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so we got Morgan Davies playing Kobe. And I have not found a whole lot about you know, about his uh, work. But he's worked with Willem Dafoe on The Hunter. Oh. Hmm. Uh, back as uh, pre-transition. Um, so a lot of his work is uh, uh, by a different name, I'll say. And only in uh, 2020 are we starting to use uh, Morgan Davies. So very exciting. This gets to be kind of a not really a debut for the self, but sure, sure. Um, very cool. I mean, honestly, of of these castings, like I think Kobe and Helmeppo might be the most spot on. Like even more than Garp for me. They look spot on, but uh, but I'm saving mm-hmm. I'm saving the best for last year. Uh, okay. Speaking okay, of fair. speaking of Helmeppo, uh, Aiden Scott. I'm only seeing six credits for him, and one of them is One Piece. <laughs> so, honestly, it's Helmeppo. This is not a character that I uh, am too worried about. I'm not very dear to my heart. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, he just kind of has to show up, be a dick to Kobe and company for a bit, and then leave. <laughs> pretty much forever like i see some serious and i see some comedy but i don't think i can say oh that means he's got big range because like it's one of each mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh Ilya <laughs> is sorely's paulino not sure about pronunciation there uh but that will be our alvita uh, a lot of comedies in her i mean once again we've got five credits but it looks to be mostly if not all comedy which you know that kind of fits uh kind of fits one piece yeah that's fair enough for alvita i can see it and i will yeah. be I'm, I'm interested to see if they maintain that the slip slip fruit slims you down significantly i've been wondering about that yeah how are they gonna handle how are they gonna that? handle because i think that? it'd be kind of shitty to say all right We've cast you. Uh, you're you're plus sized. You, you're fabulous. Get down to stick thin. Yeah, that'd be rude I, as hell. I think they can yeah, do. A, I can't imagine they no, would do that. I can think they can do a lot with like some ugly makeup for her, and make out you mm. know make Alvita hideous, mm-hmm. and then just have her. You know, not in that, um, <laughs> for the for this transformation. And just be a little yeah. bit thicker uh, an Alvita than we would have expected from the manga. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, a real body. Yeah, I'd like that a lot more than, like, you know, getting a different actress or... Oh, for sure, you know, yeah. Like I you think, said. I think a different actress would be right. absolutely the wrong way to do it. It'd be insulting, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I hope I they that, do this right. The makeup thing is definitely the most tasteful idea mm-hmm. that i've seen put forth so far you can do a lot with makeup yeah uh, and we got mckinley belcher the third who i'm taking on my girlfriend's word that he was very talented in ozark uh 
He was, he's going to be our Arlong. And he has already fielded a truly insane tweet. Yeah. Did you yeah, see yeah. <laughs> Someone tweeted at him, My man, you know that in the One Piece universe, fishmen are maligned and enslaved by humans. You got to talk to your agent about this. Who? Wait, yeah. what? So somebody tweeted that at him? Did he respond? He did. And he was essentially saying it's going to be an empowering role um, because he's. Oh, God, what did he say, Thomas? He, like, he was very strong and he wasn't letting any man push him around. Um, I do not remember the details, but you're right. He was pretty much like, yeah, I know the role and uh, I'm happy to yeah, play it pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, Arlong's badass, so. Absolutely. Like... So we've got some, some good <laughs> credits uh, out of him. We, you know, we've got Ozark. He played uh, Agent Trevor Evans, which again, I've been assured by a highly reliable source. Um, you know, it's a five year run kind of. Maybe not a lead, but a secondary lead. Okay. One thing I've noticed, there seems to be a lot of police characters in his repertoire, which is kind of interesting if you look at Arlong as like... He was part of a crooked cop story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just had power and, uh, and was and corrupted. legally. <laughs> right. <laughs> Indeed. And now, hmm. so as uh, you know, alluded to, uh, he is a, a black actor. And I think if you're going to tell a story about the Fishman, maybe not necessarily every Fishman has to be uh, black, but I, I would think Arlong. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the bigger ones that like fits for me. Like, yeah. I don't, like if we ever saw Fisher Tiger and he was a white dude, I'd be like, "Uh, what?" Something be something be <laughs> off there, right? Yeah, but yeah, I think the you know the leader of any given group, you know, your your Arlongs, your Jimbe's, your Fisher Tigers, but like if they get Gilbert Godfrey to play Karubi, I'm not gonna be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> and now that's all I want. Yeah, very specific choice, but I'm I'm down yeah, for it. You yeah. Can't see it otherwise now. <laughs> Uh, so, and now we come to my personal favorite choice here, the choice that has been all I've thought about for the last week. Jeff Ward as Buggy D. Cloud. This is the only one on the list I had heard of oh, yeah? prior to this. Uh, so He was on Agents yeah, of S.H.I.E.L.D. So he oh, joins okay. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like four or five seasons in. And at the four or five season mark, a show needs something to keep it alive and fresh so mm -hmm, spoilers mm -hmm. for agents of shield at this point the main gang goes to the future and they find this guy deke and deke is a real uh, pain in the ass piece of shit and come to find out that he is two of the protagonists uh grandson and he is hysterical <laughs> got a real thing for lemons as i recall yes yeah deke had a big thing for lemons <laughs> so he can just take any concept and really ratchet up the comedy and i think we need to be prepared gentlemen for a generation of individuals who are thirsty for buggy the clown <laughs> i will be their leader thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah the three of us have been that way for 
as long as I can remember. <laughs> so uh, it's just time for the rest of the populace to All right, get I just, times, I just wanted you to know, like, it's, it's coming. The day, the promised day is coming. I hear the drums of liberation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they chose a real stud for Buggy. I was not expecting it. I thought they'd lean more into like a goofy look. Looking a little donkey looking, yeah. This dude's eyes could just... I'd let him look into my soul all day. <laughs> so he's funny. He can play action. He's very funny. Have I said that before? Uh. <laughs> I'm getting that vibe. Yeah. But how many pieces can he split his body into? Uh, well, Jeff Ward himself can only go up to three at the moment, but he is working with the coach. <laughs> That's, all I That's all I can ask for. Yeah, he's, he's committed to the role. He has chopped off one of his hands. Uh, he does not know how to get it back on. There was a lot of blood. <laughs> oh, boy. The set medic was deeply, deeply concerned. <laughs> oh, boy. So I'm, I'm, I'm more excited now, almost after this second release, than I was for the like main cast release, which doesn't feel right. Well, you know, the main cast... You can get five names right, and it will feel fine. Mm. But after you know, you you listened to my to my breakdown last time. You you went back and listened to this uh, this podcast. It's called Inherited Will. It's a One Piece podcast. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Available at all local places where you get a podcast. Yeah, every podcast Phenomenal. shop on on the corner. There it is. <laughs> there's a there's a bodega that's selling it. I heard that's very good. Um, but yeah, with the, you know, with those five names, I came in and I said, "Hey, they're all good. Calm down. Zoro can do swords. Uh, Sanji is a large, muscular man who can do some kicks. Yeah, they've got they've got the chops. And then you could just kind of fall off after that. But this is telling me mm-hmm. that they are they're really trying not to." And maybe it's just because I love Jeff Certainly Ward so is encouraging. <laughs> as much as I love the Straw Hats, obviously, like, the crew is great. But sometimes One Piece really is carried by the supporting characters. Absolutely. It's a, it's a whole world. It's mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. our crew. Right. So the fact that they're, exactly. yeah, they're, they're respecting that is pretty awesome. Yeah. Who's left... That the big names. That still they have still to have to, to announce cast. that Gilbert Godfrey is going to play Karubi. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, but that's a given. That's right. coming any day. So we've yeah. got we've got Axe Hand Morgan, we've got Kuro, mm. Krieg, oh, oh yeah, and a certain uh, Shanks and Mihawk. Oh man, Mihawk. I think are kind of mandatory. Yeah. Is the first season, as far as we're aware, ending after Arlon Park or Load Town? Is there a smoker to factor in? I'm hearing some mixed uh, information here. I believe it's going to be after Arlong. Gotcha. gotcha. So in theory, don't got to worry about smoker or dragon. No, not at present. Maybe a mm. post-credit scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could see, yeah, a, a smoker at Logetown getting the new bounty poster. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great stinger. It'd be a great stinger, yeah. And be like, I'm the suggestion, like, oh, now Luffy has got a name for himself. He's got not a rival in the Marines, but like a hunter in the Marines. 
Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty, pretty hype. hype. Yeah. Assuming the 10 episodes we've watched up until that point are good. <laughs> that would be pretty hype. Yeah. Yeah. We're all staying positive, Thomas. We're all we're staying positive. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all I've got for these six individuals. So thank you for having me as uh, again. Yeah. I, I love yeah. hearing your input. I will keep <laughs> this uh, high impact journalism coming. <laughs> and we appreciate you doing the work for us. Um, with that covered, we'll jump into the reread segment uh, covering 525, 535, uh, Sum of Impel Down. This chunk takes us from Luffy being carried into Impel Down to being carried into the deeper parts of Impel Down. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. This man, he's got it rough here. And he even took the stairs for some of that. Yeah, <laughs> some very convenient <laughs> stairs. Um, so first of all, Buggy's back. <clears throat> loving it, loving that. So it's, This is a very Buggy-heavy episode. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, we gotta make sure on the... Uh... The in-between eye catches, we get the buggy theme. I'm sure there is one. I'll <laughs> make it if there isn't. <laughs> Just carnival music. Um, so, yeah, buggy's here. He was not noted in the list of people who underwent the Underworld's lukewarm bath without reacting, but I'm sure he only let out a minor <laughs> yelp. Yeah, if that. Buggy's a known badass. Yeah, so, uh, a big tough yawn, as nails. Maybe. A big yawn is a reaction. <laughs> yeah, That's true. they just they didn't bring that up because they were embarrassed by it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they they throw out a lot of big names here, just like in the overview. You know, we know that Jinbei is here and Crocodile and like some real beefers. Makes sense. This is a scary place. This has been built up to be just like, as they say, impregnable and and terrifying and. Um, the worst place ever. Yeah, like it's in the middle of nowhere. There's giant sea kings. You got, you got circles um, of hell. Mm-hmm, it's uh, mm-hmm. Luffy's Inferno. Luffy's Inferno, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, as I was like taking notes, I was trying to think of like, eh, what's, what's really notable to comment here? Um, and I was just about to settle on talking about how different it is that Luffy is like, stealthily spider-manning his way through impel down after he leaves hancock's like protective coat uh and then i literally turned the page to where buggy and luffy attacked the blue gory uh saying that they'll change the mission to a flashy one instead so i was like well it was nice while it lasted (laughs) indeed a solid one maybe two pages of luffy in stealth mode uh but you know buggy's a bad influence we knew this that's why we love him (laughs) yeah um the blue gory are weird (laughs) like i don't i don't know if there's an sbs out there or if oda has ever come back to it but like they're they're blue gorillas they can be they of the sea (laughs) yeah they they do very well underwater like but as far as i know that's all we get on them um like they're they're kind of fodder for this chunk, right? Like every time they show up, they get taken out pretty easily. Buggy freaks out about him, but whatever. He's the he's the normal man in this 
bit. So that makes sense. Yeah, they're just like the the fodder ranks of uh, the Impel Down army. Very scary to the dudes, only levels one and two. Yeah, but like, how much how much sentience do they have? Like, are they um, are they like you know any other animal in One Piece where it seems like they have some low level intelligence, uh, or are they pe- people? I don't know. I'm very confused. Well, <clears throat> I don't think it's ever stated or implied anywhere in this chunk that they're like being controlled through like a devil fruit power or something like that. But they take orders. So I assume they have to be smarter than like the beasts on level three or wherever they are. Saldith commands them by fruit, uh, by um, flute. Yeah, not fruit. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that so? I remember him having a flute. <laughs> um, oh, he's, he's, he uses his pitchfork as a flute. Okay, so chances are that they are just kind of beasties, huh? It looks like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you saw how that one was shaking water off of him. That's behavior I see from my dog every day. So, uh, <laughs> Lugori confirmed <laughs> pretty dogs. Much out. Yeah, about as smart as Lance the dog, yes. Fun Perfect. fact, Soldeth's favorite food is bulgogi. Okay, are you making that up or not? Because I can't tell. Uh, yeah, I'm reading it off the wiki. Um, Fantastic. I love that. I hope it's true. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Well, tell us about yourself, Saldith. Well, you know, I've got two interests, and they uh, they sound the same. <laughs> Indeed. And believe it or not, he does both with a flute. Wow, that's impressive. And we got to talk about the puzzle scorpions, these Pokemon-looking-ass boys. <laughs> There's some weirdos down there on the beast this hill. This is a bug ground yeah. type if I've ever seen one. <laughs> For, sure. For sure. Oda's depiction of a, a basilisk is a little different than what I always picture, but, you know, it works. Yeah. About as scary. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, it's more chicken <laughs> than I expected, but... <laughs> There's some snake bit in there, yeah. and it certainly is real big. Oh, and scary. <laughs> yes. And we're just going to skip um, over the manticore? Well, we first, first, we skipped over the needle room, which okay. is fucking absurd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of seems like it might be the worst <laughs> out of the five, unless you're Buddy the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, a hell of an introduction. Just like, you, you can't move or you get punctured forever. Um, but also, like, they have to keep they have to move like it is yeah there's poison stuff down there. yeah that's no good it is one hell stacked on top of another which is kind of this whole place's deal but this room in particular kind of hard to believe very many people survive being there for very long no well and then imagine being one of those prisoners and just literally dying there and then see someone fly through with someone on their back <laughs> yeah that must suck so bad. Yeah. A tiny sliver of hope. Like, oh, maybe I'll be rescued from the worst thing that could ever happen to a human being. Uh, only to see Buggy, Luffy, and some feet <laughs> zooming on past. Bonkers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> the manticore, delightful. 
talking about noodles all the time. I, I learned some new noodle dishes that I didn't know existed, like spaghetti soup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gonna have to try that one out myself. Yeah, they seem real fond of that one, so I'm sure there's a solid recipe for that somewhere. Uh, yeah, I already Googled it. I'm, uh, it's on my shopping list. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, but I do, I do love all of the the creatures that appear. I think it's a wild concept for a floor because having like the basilisk and the manticore and the puzzle scorpions all just roaming about would probably make it difficult for your guards to like do their job. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Probably don't need too much manpower down there in level two. I'm assuming someone needs to bring them food. Prisoner just down toss it down a chute or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hope for the best. You've got it all. Throw it down out. the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, the Manticore actually has a uh, little little noodle shop in there. Oh, that's delightful. <laughs> It'd have to be a pretty big noodle shop for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Manticore down there has a job. Working for Impel Down, but also got to have that side hustle. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. hustling. <laughs> and I would imagine his top customer has to be Mr. Three, right? For sure, for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's there anyway. I don't really understand why he got put down a whole level lower than Buggy. They seem pretty equivalent threat-wise <laughs> to me. Uh, um, uh, Buggy was an East Blue catch. Yeah, yeah, but Mr. Three was the the third guy under Crockett. Well, actually, not even the third, like, with Robin involved and the, the whole pairing system. Like, he's he's a little bit down the ladder. Well, yeah, but still a high-ranking member of Crocodile's organization. <clears throat> I, do we know what... Uh, I guess I don't the... know what his bounty was, because that's, that's kind of how they do it anyway. Um they they keep saying like yeah only people with fifty million or higher on this level. I'm seeing that uh, Mr. Two's was thirty two million, so presumably lower than that. Huh, huh. that's interesting. Buggy was like fifteen or yes, something like 15 that. Million. Right? Yeah, huh. that's this is weird. Tight window. Yeah. <laughs> um, regardless, what's kind of even weirder than that is that Mr. Three sees Luffy who is someone he has attempted to murder and his first thought is I should I should try to get him to help me <laughs> uh, it is 24 million for Mr. Three okay hmm. so I guess 20 million range for level two <laughs> sure one thing I really like about the design of him held down is that prisoner always has the option to go down Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, I just like that, you know. Oh, you have a choice. Yeah, there's an out right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you hate this, you just leave out there. Yeah, it's it's a weird power move that they're pulling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think Buddy says on when they're on the first level, oh, nobody ever actually uses it though. Only to have Luffy jump on in like a madman immediately <laughs> after. And if you didn't expect that, I'm like, yeah. come on. <laughs> what series have you been reading for 530 chapters? Really, yeah. <laughs> um, 
in in well, this is out of the story a little bit, but in the reading order, this fits in. Um, in an SBS, Oda notes that uh, whenever like he puts out a story summary, he asks his publishers to make it as cheap as possible, and I just think that's neat. Like that that so much fits the man that I think Oda is, um, and like you know he's he's practicing what he preaches and i just really really respect that about him um because he cares more about the story being fully understood and appreciated and and being properly told than making money off of it and that just i don't that that means something to me yeah and that same chunk and the same sps question i think he expresses concern for a little bit about one piece going on for too long because uh he's it's that's a lot of volumes for people to want or have to buy you know that's a nice little sentiment there oda didn't work out around <laughs> volume 100 now but uh glad to see that was in his head well at least. you know we live in an age where you can pay for the shonen jump app and depending on how fast you go through the series you know how, how expensive is the app that's nowadays? true it's two, two bucks, bucks a month, month. <laughs> i know someone who watched it over the course of a summer back in college oh my so, god are they okay Jesus. uh no frankly that's a different matter entirely <laughs> i had nothing to do with uh what's what's up with it okay fair well, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask no more yeah godspeed to that individual yeah. i've got some stories when there's no longer a recording hell yeah um so back to the arc uh this one is is built up to be just really intimidating, obviously. Like, you know, the stakes are high. Ace is about to be executed. Luffy is sneaking into Fort Knox or whatever. Um, but we we still get a ton of silly interactions. Um, like, Magellan and, and Hannibal, the two highest-ranked people here, <laughs> are huge dorks. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> Indeed. I hope they come oh. back in a big way. I, I just love oh, these love two nerds. That. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> their their relationship with each other is fantastic. <laughs> just <laughs> Hannibal always being like, mm, I'd wish you quit. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, oops, I didn't mean to say that, even though it's like the 50th time today. <laughs> Such an interaction has yeah, happened. Yeah, just delightful. Oh boy. Magellan claps back by like spitting poison accidentally. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> sure would be a shame if you dropped dead. Oh darn. What a cute group of boys these two yeah. are. <laughs> well and well we've got we've got those two. We've got Buggy, we've got Mr. Three, we've got Bonchan. Like a lot of characters that aren't necessarily taken super seriously all the time, but then here they kinda like they show up. Um, and well, and even Hancock gets to play along a little bit when she does like her, her looking down thing while standing on top of Magellan. <laughs> Indeed. And he just took it. Even Magellan is uh, not immune to Hancock's charms. I think Hannibal is, though. He's so focused on getting that promotion that this does not affect him. <laughs> yeah, the man's got money on his mind and not much yeah. else. <laughs> oh. Oh, and since since Zach is here, I have to talk about one of the um, chapter covers. <laughs> is, that my, is that my niche now? Is that the other one? 
I'm allowed two niches. Uh, you can have as many as you want. Yes. I love it. Um, for for five thirty one, it's just like chopper and a crab cutting out silhouettes and pieces of paper. But uh, the the main thing here is that uh, where other artists might have just taken the lazy route of having the crab use its claws to cut out the paper. Oda gives the giant crab a pair of giant crab scissors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, of course. And a hat to keep his head dry just in case it rains. <laughs> yeah, he's prepared for every situation. This yeah. this crab is dressed to uh, be a fire tank pirate, tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Got a bit of a case of the crazy eyes going, and he's a smoker. So, so it all fits. Points deducted for that. Wow, you guys really laid into this crab. <laughs> I, I love him. I think he I'm should be surprised. the Fire Pirates mascot. And I'm just surprised Chopper is willing to be in such proximity to him. Well, Chopper's always had an affinity for other animals, yeah. Yeah, eyelashes, and that's true. But this one's a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you, you think that Chopper's never near Sanji? I've never seen him close. Never seen him in the same room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe they're the same person. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm just asking questions. I would love to see... <laughs> seeing Monster Point Chopper use the uh, Diablo Jambe, that would be oh, God. <laughs> too much. Too spicy. <laughs> Devil, oh. Devil made that too spicy. Uh, you know what? I do have to comment on another uh, of my niche now. Yes. 532. Oh, man. That was my desktop background for a good long while. Oh, I gotta pull this one up then. This was all of the warlords. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Look great. Do flamingo up in front. The the size scaling for all of them being wildly different has always been like just fascinating to me. Um, like what causes that? But... <laughs> is, is that diegetic? Does that happen in story, or is this kind of are Oda changing perspective based on how frightening we should find someone? You would think that, but like Mihawk has been terrifying from the get-go and still is, and he's just a dude. Yeah, it's not consistent (laughs) if if that's the case. He's just a dude. Yeah. And then you have Moria, who is like among the biggest of this group being comparatively unthreatening. Yeah, it's just it's it's he looks spooky though. He looks very <laughs> spooky, especially since he's got a shadow backing him up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So by by this point, the lads made it to Starvation Hell, which is level three, um, and in my opinion, they did so with relative ease. Uh, sometimes from convenient circumstances, sure, but mostly from their own prowess, I would say. Like at this point, they're they're past where the fifty million bounty prisoners are kept, uh, and like I don't know, I just wonder how much is from them being really powerful, or how much is from the uh, the workers here just having never anticipated this being an issue. <laughs> I would think a little of column A, a little of column B. There's got to be a certain level of a complacency at work here and i'm sure they're prepared for this eventuality and like training right i'm sure magellan runs a tight ship but 
in terms of ever having to put that into practice. Mm, very iffy, aside from the shitty situation uh, way back in the day. Well, I I would think that the shiki thing actually, I, maybe this is not confirmed to not be that way, but I would think that would probably be a pretty clean escape. The man cuts off his legs, flies away. Right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess so. What are they going to do? He would have to like get through doors and such, but he's a strong, strong. Man, yeah. So <laughs> probably not much of an issue. <clears throat> as soon as he was free of his uh, sea prism stone cuffs. Bam, boom, done deal. Right. Like, oh, oh no, break through a wooden door. Uh. <laughs> His one weakness, wood. Splinters, no. <laughs> yeah, can't do it. Uh. But, uh, yeah, I think I agree with you a little bit, column A, column B. Because um, <laughs> these, like, none of the people here are chumps. Like, we've got guards that are awakened Zoans. We've got Magellan, who's insane. Um, and even Hannibal proves to be pretty gosh darn powerful. Plus, and, I think and they determined. also said Jeez. they were and hmm? uh, Hannibal uh, determined. I mean, I know we're skipping around a little bit, but <laughs> his speech to Luffy about how you know he is the guardian of the people, and you know, the citizens can feel safe in their homes if Luffy and his ilk are in prison wow yeah he 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 believes in what he's doing Mm -hmm. which is not what you'd expect from this character because he'd been so clearly (laughs) self-serving but then also like no he he wants to do a good job yeah you make a good point indeed the man has layers and he's he's yeah he's here for like just this and yet he is he has depth it's amazing Mm -hmm. oda's always been pretty good at packing a fair chunk of characterization in the characters that will probably never show up. Yeah, it makes you, makes you want them more. I also just yeah. love the uh, Egyptian theme. It's hangable for mm-hmm. no good reason. Yep, yep. Well, and <laughs> yep, that's just his style. What's wild to me is that, like, the, his head is confirmed to just be that way. Mm-hmm. Like, he's it's not prosthetics or anything. His chin is that long, and his eyebrows are that pointy and fleshy I'd, I'd probably get a headdress too if i was uh you know afflicted with that oh for sure for sure you gotta <laughs> lean into that but like how do you get there <laughs> uh pure genetics you should really see his parents yeah. one is literally just like a space yeah <laughs> oh man oh boy there is a sphinx in, so uh, in impel down there is. That's true. It's a it's a family job here. He got it through nepotism. <laughs> oh dear. Um. So they take down the the Minotaur, right? With a like a muggy ball and some other things. And that part feels <laughs> weird to Mostly me. Mostly the muggy ball. Uh, I don't also. see how this thing went down even with the muggy ball, like. Can I just say I, how, how excited I am for Jeff Ward to have to deliver the straw hat? <laughs> Do you remember my buggy balls? No. <laughs> oh. If that that disappointed yeah. buggy face is one of my favorite things uh-huh. in the whole series. That's I just the use that as a reaction image. Yeah. Man. 
Yeah, it's so good. I'm Ugh. just so excited to but, see that uh, live. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Mate, what is your issue with how they take down the Minotaur, though? Yeah, like, I just feel like they needed, they should have needed more. Because this, this is the Awakened Zoan type, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, that's supposed to be tanky as all get-out, and it's taken care of in, like, four pages? Five? Uh, yeah, but Luffy hit him with a wet uh, construct. That was already probably partially melted <laughs> by the time it hit him. Like... <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't like having hot wax on him, Jordan. <laughs> it's unpleasant on his cow body. You're right. I am the fool here. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I'm in the minority here with that, but um, I just thought that they were built up to be pretty intense, uh, especially since like it was shown in silhouette. It was taking out dudes with zero regard. Um and it had a really snotty nose, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm absolutely with you on all those points, uh, possibly even mostly the last one. <laughs> um, but then, again, we have Awakened Zones in Wano now, and they don't seem to be going down any different than any other zone user or any other opponent. Well, I think we're making some assumptions about <laughs> how many Awakened oh, Zones users true, that's true. We I have. am assuming that the... Uh, the Flying Six are awakened, but like, if not now, then when? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've talked about that before. I've, but I've been thinking that a lot too. But like, I, these are like the Zoan pirates. Yeah, this is their yeah. So if they're not going to be, they don't awakened, commit to it. Who does? Who is? Watch. But it hasn't been confirmed, has it? No, it, no, it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I don't know. I want watch Rockstar just more. be like model ancient gorilla and it's just, he's just king kong oh he's the only awakened zone user to live <laughs> up to it <laughs> exactly yeah um so whatever they take him out and then they almost fall into the boiling pond uh and we get the first clash with magellan magellan and, and luffy um which the main thing for me in this is the uh, throwback that it has to the fight against Crocodile in it. Um, mm. Magellan pulls off his horns, attaches them to his fists, punches a rock and melts it, which <laughs> I believe is exactly how Crocodile's poison-coated hook was introduced. Um, and then on top of that, Luffy immediately counters with a simple but effective displacement of the weapon with his foot, again mirroring the Crocodile fight. I thought that was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah look at that. Mm-hmm. Good spot. Yeah, thank you. It's it's kind of minor, but like mm-hmm. it is it is not frame for frame, but the ideas are all there, and Luffy does it even when he's like up against a wall and not in the best of places, probably mentally and physically. Um, so it, it <laughs> that little bit shows the growth of Luffy, in my opinion. Like this thing that before would have been I mean that was like a finisher move almost from Crocodile like that hook was his his ace up his sleeve mm-hmm. and now Luffy's like yeah okay like bring it on <laughs> I'll poison myself I don't care <laughs> yeah. it is unfortunate that that is like 
really one of the only uh, advantages that Luffy gets <laughs> in this entire confrontation. I like that, though. He just it's kind of boned. I mean, I do, too, okay. but it's unfortunate for Luffy. Yes, yes, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> I love this fight. I love that uh, Luffy is on his heels the whole time, and Magellan is just completely in his element. You know, he uses the Venom Road to get to Luffy after Luffy, like, half-sacrifices oh, his hands to get cool away. Move. What a like, cool move that was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's cool. The Hydra, at first I looked at the Hydra, and I was like, hmm, is it all that threatening? I mean, it's got all these curved lines. But then, like, <laughs> I really, I sat there and I thought about it, and I was like, this thing's fucking gigantic. It's made of poison. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't get near you it or you will be poisoned. <laughs> like, absolutely terrifying. Uh, and then Luffy dies. Ah, oh, twice in one episode. Series over. Yeah. Yeah, amazing how that it's happens. It's fantastic. <laughs> There's really been a lot of parallels <laughs> between reread and uh, an initial chapter with you guys. Have you noticed that? Yeah, we know what we're doing. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you, plan them. you plan them ahead of time. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had this we're all busted. planned out from episode one. <laughs> <laughs> we planned out each chunk and how it was in a plan and how it was in a play out with chapters that hadn't even released. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've is- been saying it since the start. We've got this inside connection with Oda. We <laughs> we know things before he does sometimes. And yet yeah. you didn't change your lock. Mm. Okay, well, <laughs> you don't have to rag on me so hard. <laughs> um, but that that's that's the the main notes that I had there. Uh, is there anything that y'all remember from this that you want to touch base on? Um, the only thing left that I had that we didn't cover as we went um, was like the very first. I just wanted to draw attention to how the very first thing that happens in this chunk is a uh, the continuation of Ace talking to Garp, mm. and uh, they have a bit of a back and forth here where Ace is talking about. Uh, his father, right? And every single thing he says here could just as easily apply as if his father were dragon, as it is implied, because we at that point don't know any different. <clears throat> right. Um, just a, a neat little trick by Oda to try and pull the wool over our eyes a little bit longer in regards to Ace's parentage. Yeah, that's good storytelling. And also kind of tricks us a step beyond because Ace talks about his mother for a second. Which makes us think, oh, is this also Luffy's mother then? We're going to get some information about her. Um, turns out later, no. <laughs> but uh, but he strung us along for a little bit. Indeed. I just want to point out that uh, <laughs> the, the whole cast of the Impel Down arc is sick as hell. The baddies oh, yeah. are s- such a cool, you know, their whole theme is terrific. And then this, the squad of, I dare to say, goodies that we have, you know, <laughs> Buggy, Mr. Yeah. Three and Mr. Two, who would have thought? Not me. Not me. No, no. Yeah. Mr. One shows up. Buggy, I would see. And Mr. Two, I could see because, you know, they, they parted on really good terms and Buggy, the sex appeal, you know, sells, it sells copies of the magazine. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. There's no, no shame, shame there. <laughs> Um, we're expecting big things, Mr. Ward. Uh, mm-hmm. But then Mr. Three, too. Three as well. And then it ends up being <laughs> yes. just like half the guys from Baroque Works. 
It really does. That's true. Yeah. I remember back in the day, I was reading this in one big chunk, and I saw Buddy. I'm like, all right. Mystic 3 shows up. I'm like, oh, this is a thing now. I wonder uh-huh. who's going to show up mm-hmm. next. And uh, <laughs> got more and more hype as we worked our way through. Yeah. It's it's a really good arc. Like, as I've been rereading, they all... I mean, they're all good, obviously. But mm-hmm. this one <laughs> should... Especially Lawn Rain Lawn Lane. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, Impel Down is so comparatively short, and mm-hmm. it's got such a handicap to it. That it's just Luffy. And you're like, well, no crew is going to be as good as, you know, the go- the team. And yeah, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you see Crocodile and Ivankov right next to each other, and, you know, right next to Jimbei, right next to Buggy the Clown, you're like, all right, <laughs> this, this is, he's spitting, he's spitting. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry, Zoro. You're out. Crocodile's in. <laughs> and that's just the way it is from now on. It's like you're you're very happy when the straw hats are back together, of course. But this is a great this is a great B team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why this one doesn't stand out as a favorite to me already. Like I love Buggy. I love Mr. Two. I love Luffy. Um so We'll we'll see where this ends up on my overall ranking, but I I feel like it's a strong contender for I, I would top estimate, three at least. I would estimate that it might not mm-hmm. hit like it doesn't stick in your mind because the ending wasn't uh, super climactic. That's fair. Like, I mean, we do escape. go from this to heavier stuff. They do escape. You know, it is a big moment <laughs> in universe and you know out of it, but there isn't one enemy that they take down and it's like yes that you represented something like Arlong represented something Crocodile represented something they just get out with their lives right it's kind of shove Magellan out of the way and slip yeah like Magellan didn't lose Magellan just they went around him yeah in a way all of Impel Down is that big Mm -hmm. boss that they're trying to beat it's Um, stealth the location itself it's it's a level of Metroid (laughs) Dread (laughs) <laughs> a stealth level executed poorly start to finish but still made it through regardless yes. oh no it's a high yeah. chaos run in dishonored hey we just did one of those it was fantastic yeah, we sure did <laughs> uh, um okay bits uh, right funny business uh let's um i guess i'll start uh i was deeply amused by the fact that Luffy was only able to recognize Mr. Three, uh, a man who has tried to kill him a number of times, by the great big three on his head. He had to pick up the floppy hair to be like, dude, look at it. Well, Luffy has, Luffy yeah. has uh, obviously he has face blindness, but not hair blindness. Because when they were trying to explain to him who Marco was, Robin said, the pineapple man. And Luffy went, ah, oh, right, the pineapple man. And once again... Right. Robin and Luffy's brains are designed exactly the same way, but Robin has an archaeology degree. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. why she's the best older sister he could have. Agreed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when Magellan walks out of the restroom, he meets some new people, and the first thing he does is speak on how his most recent bathroom trip was <laughs> another fierce battle. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Magellan. He is not ashamed. I've always, you know, lived by the, you know, I, I see a character in One Piece, I'm like, okay, how weird are they? And there was a good stretch <laughs> where 
the weirder someone was, the more you could expect them to be a threat. Mm-hmm. And Magellan comes out and he talks about how his bathroom trip was a fierce battle. I was like, oh, this guy. Oh, this is not going to go well. <laughs> and it doesn't. You're right. <laughs> and then, like, you know, we go into Cody oh, Jones and it's like, okay, you're pretty normal, all things considered. Indeed. Yeah. He had a trident, yeah, though. He did, That's he did have a trident. Kind of the norm for, <laughs> you know, an underwater character. So good for him. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, we talked about the manticores. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Mr. Three situation, this one. Uh, Luffy trying to coach the Sphinx <laughs> when uh, trying to find which one <laughs> the, the real Mr. Three was. <laughs> yeah. It was very good. Wasn't expecting. Uh, Mr. Three was not expecting Luffy to basically turn traitor on him <laughs> for that moment, but it worked out for him all the same. Yeah, Luffy can't. Luffy was equally bad. <laughs> Sphinx he can't resist a game. Sphinx confirmed yeah. to not have observation hockey? <laughs> yeah, I think I can say that with a certain amount of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Luffy admits he was disappointed that Bonchon wasn't Zoro. Like, this man mm. saves him, and he's like, oh, man. I do wish you were Zoro, though. <laughs> like, this is me. <laughs> but I still... love this. This is brilliant, yeah, but I pretty love much. this. Yes. He was still hyped to find out that Mr. Two was alive, though, but, you know. He still had to verbally say it. He had to be like, well, <laughs> yeah. you're not my, my best buddy, so. I can't imagine Mr. Two didn't see some sort of reaction like that coming. <laughs> well, he did it on purpose. Like, obviously. There was no reason for him to look like Zoro. <laughs> uh, it's not a bit, I guess. No, it, I mean, it's strictly not a bit, but I neglected to mention it. Uh, 533. Uh, there's a bit where Momonga is informed that Shanks has intercepted Kaido coming to kill Whitebeard. Mm-hmm. Do you remember reading that when it first came out and how that felt like oh shit all the world is moving yeah uh yes my hype at the time was slightly diminished by the uh how kaido looked at the time <laughs> right yeah in the one like <laughs> silhouette of him that we had seen up until I, then i remember thinking like, not the scariest looking I guy like, this is but... not what he's gonna look like by the end like they are we're not Good close call. to see Kaido yet. There's going to be a change in design. Yeah, and thank and goodness, there certainly was in a big. And then with, uh, with Big Mom, not so much. That one was spot yeah, on. Big Mom pretty much looks the same. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had to imagine uh, Oda's depiction of Kaido back then would just be what Kaido looked like if he shaved off his mustache and beard. <laughs> Terrifying. He wouldn't actually look like that, like. In reality, of course, but like, leave it to Oda, just made that a goof. That, like, that's how he's perceived. Oh, this was just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, I have one more, one more funny business. Um, Magellan has his little compact palanquin that I assume is also a toilet. Um, <laughs> but in it, he has many tiny latched windows on the sides so that he can simply turn, open it, and receive reports or talk to his uh, his underlings without leaving the palanquin. Because he just likes tight spaces. Yeah, he likes to be enclosed. I can't fault him for that. Yeah, the man knows what he likes and he operates his business in a way that accommodates that. Yeah. 
When good on him and good on Impel Down. <laughs> when you're the top of the top, you do make the rules. Yeah. Uh, all right. If that's the final uh, funny business, as it was for me and for you and Zach, anything else? I believe I am satisfied. Excellent. Yes, we'll go ahead and wrap up there. Uh, next week, we'll be covering chapters 536 through 547, uh, which is just the rest of Impel Down, basically. Um, <clears throat> there's a break in the new chapters of One Piece next week. The next chapter doesn't come out till March 27th. Uh, as always, feel free to send in your thoughts on this chapter via email to inheritedwillpodcast at gmail.com on Twitter to inherited underscore will or in a comment on the platform of your choosing. Uh, Zach? Yes. Thanks for Thank being you for here. having me we again. We appreciate your insight. Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for not changing the law, you know? <laughs> uh, we'll see how easy it is for you to do Is it going to be one, 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 Maybe two? we'll add. Oh, God damn it, Zach! Bye! <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.